Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? Ever. Ever. No. We're now into day two of the hearing where a judge is determining whether Fannie Willis has to step down from a political prosecution of President Trump uh, there in Atlanta, Georgia. This is a complete meltdown. We've got clips for meltdowns coming up here in a moment. But that was on day one. Right now we are in day two and a gentleman named Terrence Bradley uh, that worked with Fannie Willis's uh, boyfriend uh, Nathan Wade had signed an affidavit that indeed they did have a relationship, Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. Now he's had the lawyers threaten him and claims that he'll be disbarred and lose his law license if he doesn't claim all activity that he's ever had in the last, what, four, five, six, seven years with Mr. Nathan Wade is now attorney-client privilege, and so he can't comment on the affidavit uh, where he's saying, indeed, they did have a relationship, which they've now been trying to deny. As you know, Mr. Wade is a Southern gentleman. Me, not so much. She should have stepped down a month ago, but she's so arrogant, she's not. So the quicksand's getting deeper. And if you investigate the New York real estate judge or you investigate the federal judges, especially in D.C., if you investigate Letitia James or if you investigate any of these people, it is all a revolving door of special interest and kickbacks and, and jobs and money they're being given. Everything they're saying about Trump is actually what they themselves have done. So right now I'm just going to air short little excerpts back to back. Here's Terrence Bradley talking about attorney-client privilege. And then the judge even says... I'm not going to play the whole clip. The whole clip's on Infowars.com. That that isn't in the law. That's not attorney-client privilege. And and then we'll go to one of the meltdowns of Fannie Willis. I was advised by the bar that Rule 1.6 of confidentiality applies, and that I cannot reveal anything that I saw or learned, and that if the court is asking me to do that, that an immediate certificate. A review should be asked. I was sitting there um, with my attorneys, and this was what was told to us to state that Rule 1.6 applies. So basically, what we've got is we've got Mr. Wade being able to say what he wants about this relationship, but then we're not allowed to ask questions to qualify that. Um, so that's that's not how it works. They either get to to admit it, or they don't. Your Honor, but he's already represented that he has no knowledge about that. I don't think we've actually gotten anything to that extent yet. Uh, I think we're still <laughs> making our way through it, which is uh, I think he's taking the position that he's not willing to share anything Mr. Wade ever told him. Your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken with Mr. Wade. And, well, no, no, no. Look. Uh, I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives you're confused you think i'm on trial these people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020 i'm not on trial no matter how hard you try to put me on trial 
I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be. Not so much that you're hostile, Ms. Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Ms. Merchant's. Thank Ms. Merchant's interests are contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear, because you've lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in. Right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. And this is, it, it is a lie. It is gonna, a lie. Right, Ms. Willis? You see. Mr. Stainer, I thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Be back in five. And there's the judge breaking because Fannie Willis was having complete meltdowns. I mean, it's just, it's not just corruption, it's incompetence, it's, it's embarrassing, it's shameful. This is, this is what happens when you end meritocracy. Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs, coming up next. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you bodies from InfoWarsStore.com a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. All right, we're about to be hearing from Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs. That's going to carry us through most of this second hour of The Alex Jones Show. Brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. But you look at this Fannie Willis thing, and it's not even that I care about Fannie Willis having romantic affairs, even if they're married or whatever, with, with Nathan Wade. It's not that I really care about Fannie Willis making under-the-table payments with cash because she doesn't want them on record. Honestly, couldn't care less. But, but it's part of the larger picture of corruption. It's part of the larger picture of these are the types of people that are being put in positions of power that have no respect for the law themselves. And, and they, don't even, they don't even have basic ethics. Again, her having affairs, couldn't care less. Her making payments under the table, couldn't care less. But it's the unethical behavior. It's the I'm above the law, I am the law behavior. And then obviously the racism too. The, 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 obviously Fannie Willis is a racist. She's obviously an anti-white racist. Again, I don't even care if she's an anti-white racist. It's that she now has a position of power, a woman who doesn't belong there with no ethics, a racist, and, and potentially even a felonious criminal. But she'll be above the law. 
Oh, yes. I would not expect anything to happen to Fannie Willis other than the national embarrassment and the shame that she's brought on herself. Can't even put a dress on straight. Where's a dress backwards? What the hell is that? Did her and Nathan have a little beforehand and she just had to, you know, hurry up into her dress, puts it on backwards? What's that about? Or who knows, given her history, maybe some of the other lawyers had a little fanny time. But it's just, it's embarrassing for our country. And, and when you have unethical, potentially even criminal, racist people running the justice system, this is why everything collapses. This is why America looks the way it looks. This is why cities like Atlanta are so violent. Because of people like Fannie Willis. And when you end the meritocracy and when you replace it with diversity, this is what you get. This is what you get. <laughs> I mean, folks, it, it, it's so bad. Even CNN is saying that this charade needs to end with headlines like Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade need to step aside to save the country. I mean, that's how bad this is. But again, it's the same liberals. Oh, Fanny was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Oh, she's so courageous. She's so brave. Oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just in love with her. And they create these heroes out of liars and crooks and criminals because they know it's the propaganda they're being fed. And if they don't amplify it and if they don't believe it, then nobody will. Oh, but Fanny was so great that they said, Fanny, do not go back on the stand. Please, for the love of God. Even CNN is like, you're embarrassing us and you're destroying our case against Trump. All right. Now, as I said, Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs coming up. And it's great that we can make interviews like this happen. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from, from both of these individuals. And it's all thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. And man, it's, it's actually, it's, it's time for me to do some shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. Because this morning I was getting ready to drink my vitamin mineral fusion. I put a scoop of it in a glass of juice every morning. And I realized that I'm almost out of vitamin mineral fusion. So I need to go and fill my shopping cart. I need to get some vitamin mineral fusion. Over 100% daily value of vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D, and so much more. That's why I start every day with it. But then I need some Turbo Force Plus too. I'm all, I'm all out of Turbo Force Plus as well. I need to get some Brain Force Plus so that I can have energy and focus. 10 hours of clean energy in one scoop of Turbo Force Plus from InfoWarsStore.com. These are great products. I'm a product of the product at InfoWarsStore.com. Things you need, things you want, help you keep your uh, immune system strong and everything else. So I can tell you from experience from using these products that they're great. So you get a great product and you support the InfoWar, which you know the deep state, the Democrats, all the corrupt entities that want to destroy this country want us all fair. But war still here. And now we got Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs. And now... Alex Jones, the Alex Jones, I might add. Uh, Alex, it is great to see you. It's been a long while uh, in uh, in coming, but we're delighted to to have you here and to have a chance to have a little talk. Your thoughts today on uh, on America? Well, I'm glad you raised that up front because you sent me a few questions, but you didn't add that one. And that's what I was going to say. What is it like when you had the top show in 
the English speaking world. We're not, you know, trying to be first place here, but a bigger show than Tucker had on Fox. When yeah. you were on CNN reaching 10 million people a day, conservatively predicting 20 years ago, you know, 18 years ago, everything that's happened. So our job is much easier as patriots that are anti-globalist. I mean, you pioneered on mainstream media, the first person to ever break all this. So I was going to ask you when you asked me questions, what is it like now to now be here when Elon Musk and Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson all sound just like you did 20-something years ago? Well, it sounds like music to me because uh, I, I didn't hear any... Uh, uh, any like voices like minds, I, well, I would I will reserve that. You were amazing throughout your career. You started uh, as a, a skeptic of all that is establishment, and, uh, you know, my hand's off to you. I mean, you're, you know. But I was out in the wilderness. I mean, I was out in the wilderness. I was a bush leaguer when I was doing it. You charged right on, and it showed that freedom is popular. You have the number one show, you know, as I said, covering freedom, just like all the top shows now are are are, are, are populist anti-globalist. So I think that's a very positive thing about the awakening that we've reached. I've, I've been a populist all along. I've always said, uh, you know, populist, uh, they say it like it's a dirty word. In my in my view, it means people. And if you're not for the, for the people of this country, who the hell are you for? So if you don't call yourself a populist, I want you to say exactly what you are, what you do, because you sound like an enemy of this great republic. And I've and I felt that way from the outset, as you suggest. And I, I know this, that there are enough voices. You were talking about Tucker and uh, everyone uh, out there. I am so delighted to have people with strong and bright uh, principal voices out talking about what matters to this country. Uh, it's a joy to me to to watch it, to still be part of it. I'm thrilled to be still in the arena fighting. You know, I may not land as many punches, but I sure do. Uh, uh, well, I guess I land a few, but I, it's harder to take them. I'll put it that way. Uh, uh, I listen, want to I mean, yeah. go, ahead, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. No, I just know that I'm coming on with you, but I want to talk about you because when I look at who in the last... 30, 40 years has had the biggest effect against this anti-American agenda. It's, it's Ron Paul, it's it's Lou Dobbs, and then kind of we all came later. And I'm not taking away from Tucker. I'm friends with Tucker, love Tucker. He's amazing. I think hopefully he'll have you on his, his show soon. He should. But I, I, I just look back to the people that were telling me about this first. It, you know, my grandfathers, both my right. mother's you know, dad and my father's dad, they weren't on air. But they were both aware of this because they were you know, learned, educated men. So I, I just I just realized that it's like the rock in the pond. So we can see the big waves now out from the edge of it. But I'm just saying Lou Dobbs was one of the original big rocks thrown in the pond. So, uh, you know, I, I don't care about Hollywood people. I don't care about sports people, none of that. But I do get a little bit giddy talking to you because I'm smart enough to look back and say, if there wasn't Lou Dobbs for all those years on air, uh, you know, the only person in mainstream media saying it, we would be in a lot of trouble today. And we're still in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot better position thanks to you. So I, I know it's a little bit, uh, little bit uh, of me groveling here, but I'm not. We need to recognize the people that were, you know, trailblazers, and you're a maverick, brother. Yeah.
Thank you, and I take that as high praise. And coming from you, uh, you know, I, I was you were talking about being out in the, the the bush. You were you were only in the bush because people were scared to death of you in that establishment, and they were putting you back as far as they could, as long as they could, and you broke through. And uh, uh, hallelujah, brother! Uh, it's and it's like you say, it is. A, it's a great gathering. These voices now. Uh, to hear them uh, taking up the issues that matter instead of the the pablum of the mainstream national corporate legacy, whatever you want to call it, Marxist media. Uh, people are wising up to it in a hurry, and it's uh, it's wonderful to see. And the question only now is, is it uh, soon enough? Uh, because we're sitting here 10 months away from an election. Uh, it's I, I truly believe it. Uh, you know, a lot of people say it's existential. It's all of this. I think it's our last best chance, uh, period. And we gotta, we gotta move ahead. I, I, I want to ask you, if, back in those days, if you could ever have imagined, uh, in your earliest days, that this country would have a two thousand mile long border that they turned over to the Mexican drug cartels. There's no middleman. Biden just handed it over to the cartels, and our, the border patrol is afraid to get near it. Uh, the uh, the National Guard has to, on their side, edge up to it, but no one is dealing with. The reality that is the cartels controlling Mexico and our border. It, it, it's total rogue warrior. You know, back 20-something years ago when you're exposing it and the last decade on Fox Business and all that, it was a problem, but 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 not because I've been down there 50 times or more like you have. Now it is road warrior bizarre. You don't happen to go looking for smugglers or kids being loaded in vans without their parents. You go there for even 30 minutes and you are just, I know I am dizzied or stunned by how insane it is and then i'm flying to the border and being groped to get there and groped to fly back and it, it just illustrates how asinine it is there's all the security at the airport but then the border is completely wide open and the border patrol to, you know, to their great irritation has been turned into a facilitator of the crime and it just shows the social contracts broken we know the NGOs that you exposed on Fox Business that got you in so much trouble, it's finally in the news, are, are paying these Democrats we see on the news to house these illegals. They're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. It, yeah. It's a new business for Democrat voters to bring in new Democrat voters, but also house them for forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a piece a year in their house. So this is a business that's clowered and piven that will collapse the country, and that's exactly what it's designed to do. So that's why... I have a sickening feeling, even though I'm optimistic and see a big awakening, I can mm -hmm. still, like you said, tell it's crunch time. You can cut the 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 danger with a knife and, and really feel that America is at the crossroads right now. This is the most important election in, in modern history, probably the most important election in, 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 in world history at this current point. Because as you know, elections are only a few hundred years old in the modern world. Uh, I guess Greece had a few little tests with it or something in ancient times, but it, 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 it is truly amazing that we're at this point in history. Yeah, it is amazing. And we're talking with the amazing Alex Jones. We're going to take a, just a quick break. We're going to be right back. Uh, we're talking with Alex Jones about the things that matter and matters most. Of course, this country, the United States of America. You don't hear people say United States of America a lot, do you? You don't even hear them talk about the United States anymore. They'll sort of whisper America. But they won't. My, that was my Biden impression, by the way, Alex. We'll be right back with the great Alex Jones. 
year is 2030, the World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. We're back with Alex Jones and Alex, I just want to turn to a reality that is the, the national capital, uh, the nation's capital, uh, the swamp, the open sewer, whatever people want to describe it. The truth is it's a land of coercion and blackmail and absolute raw political force. Uh, an NSA whistleblower who's a guest on the show, a, a great deal, a, a friend, uh, he said point blank to be the first time I talked to him that he knew there was a problem when the NSA was spying on Barack Obama in 2004. He knew there was a problem when Supreme Court justices were being, surprised, uh, being surveilled uh, by the NSA. Uh, and he became a whistleblower and to his great cost and to his great credit. He's a great patriot. Uh, we right now are facing total surveillance. We are facing a total loss of constitutional rights because the American people are taking it. Um, how much more can we take, Alex? Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, look at Tucker three years ago. He gets a call from the NSA and you're being spied on. He talks about it. They don't deny it. A month later, the Washington Post goes, yeah, we've got your private messages and we've got transcripts of your phone calls. That is a huge felony against a journalist, and Nixon was removed from office for far less. And, and so there's this emboldened arrogance to all of it. And I don't like Obama, but he shouldn't have been spied on by the NSA. And then we have Trump, we know, as candidate Trump, uh, and then and then uh, you know, presidential elected Trump, and then, uh, I guess, what's the right term, uh, 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 nominee Trump, and then, and then, and then, he was the president. But the point is, the entire time they were spying on him, trying to find something, and they didn't find anything. When he was candidate, president-elect, or president, they had the two fake impeachments and the Russiagate. And I remember watching congressional hearings six years ago, and they're just flat out, Alex Jones is a Russian agent. Ever been to Russia, not involved with Russia, know nothing about Russia when it comes to being there. But they're just saying, I'm a Russian agent. All of Trump supporters are Russian agents because they're the globalists that are selling out the country. And so they need to project onto us that we're the unfaithful ones. And so, yeah, the general public knows it's not true, but they use that designation to spy on us, and it's totally illegal. And so, yeah, we're kind of already inside the tyranny. The, 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 the question is, how high are they going to turn it up? Right. You're, you're right. And uh, just wh where do they stop if they stop at all? We are right now, and, and the national mainstream media will not acknowledge that these Marxists who control the Democrat Party, the Marxist Dems, who are the masters of this puppet President Biden, they control the entire federal government. This is, this is no joke anymore. This is not a party that's interested in politics. This is a party that's interested in dominion. And they mean to possess power in perpetuity. Uh, and meanwhile, we have a, 
we have a fight over the national, uh, you know, the Republican National Committee. Uh, we're having a fight over electors and, and, and the stuff that's at the margin, when the reality is that government of ours is in the hands of a foreign power. That foreign power, I don't mean in terms of geography, I mean in terms of foreign in the sense that it is alien to everything this country stands for. The people who are the Marxist Dems who control that are aliens unto themselves and to the rest of this country. Uh, we are looking at a, a desperate, desperate uh, inflection point in our history. And it's whether or not we have the guts to stand up to the conflict that is surely coming. Will it be open conflict? I don't know. But it will be conflict and there will be pain and there will be loss and there will be sacrifice uh, and there's no way around it. And people have to steel themselves to that. And I don't know if the American people uh, have that in their spine right now. Well, that's right, Lou. And, and you always say a purpose. I learned so much from you. We think of Russia or China, and there's certainly adversaries, and China's really out of control and evil and hugely wedded the Democratic Party and, and people like Mitch McConnell on the Republican side. So you know, it's a huge real threat. But the, the, the globalists, the leftists, the Marxists, they really hate America. Even when they run it, they still see it because of its Christian background and because it did oppose the Soviet Union and things as the enemy. And they are the main threat. And that they, they are like a foreign government. They are a fifth column. They really are an alien group to our country. BlackRock and the big banks and the money and the Hollywood and the whole woke thing is just a corporate a cult with all these minions literally working against the country and as big a threat as China is, I'd say it's 20% of the threat and, and Russia is 10% of the threat. But then I'd say 30% of the threat is our own domestic enemies that have opened us up to Islamic invasion and to criminal invasion that have run our dollar down, uh, that are saying they're going to put mentally ill people in charge, flying airplanes. I mean, they are admittedly trying to bring down the old structure to get control of it. I mentioned Clark and Piven. This is on steroids. But what's crazy is they're in the house that they're undermining. They're going to be destroyed by it. So they're so ideological. They have such a sick ideology that they really are mentally ill. And I don't think they think two, three, four steps ahead. And I agree with you. I don't know because there's a big awakening happening. The average conservative or populist or Christian now knows, wait, we're in trouble. But I still don't think they knew what you knew 20 years ago or I knew 20 years ago of just how diabolical this is. And, and I just don't know if even our best people realize that we're two minutes to midnight and that this is, this is the crisis, not just of America, but civilization. Because if the globalists get full control and they can eradicate the idea of American freedom, then all we have is Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates' ideology of scientific tyranny. And so that's why they're at war with us, because the, even though it's the source of their power, the freedom we generated, the, 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 the productivity, still it's existential to them because they want to get rid of any ember of freedom that they believe could reignite later and displace them. Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. And if you look at it in terms of economics, we're looking at a country in which uh, large corporations, uh, the tech uh, industry itself, uh, massive capital uh, valuations, three trillion. If you're uh, NVIDIA, you get to, uh, to go buy uh, uh, Amazon, Apple, 
we're talking trillions of dollars in three, you're talking almost $10, ten trillion in three companies. Uh, that's unheard of. That they, the idea that this country can somehow survive uh, without being stepped on by these elephants, uh, we are the we are the, the the minions. We are the de minimis uh, fragments floating in space, and they are uh, the all powerful. And we have to find some way in which to bring to heal the idea uh, that uh, this Marxist government of ours is going to be responsive to the to the people, to the consent of the government. I, I remember you doing business news whenever it was, 2000 or whenever, and you were covering the breakup of Microsoft. And it was a monopoly and it was corrupt right. and deserved it. I look at Bill Gates's corruption, not as a business reporter, but as a layperson. It's nothing compared to the three big elephants uh, that you just mentioned, Apple uh, and, and Facebook and, and you know Amazon and, and Google. There's four elephants. And Microsoft. I, I mean... And, and, and Microsoft now is back. I mean, is it the answer trust busting? But there's no energy for that now. Yeah, there's no energy unless uh, you're Elon Musk and you are a disruptor and you do not uh, heal to the uh, to the to the principal narrative of these Marxist Dems. And then suddenly you've got the SEC, you've got the FTC, and every every C the EU, the coming EU out, coming right after you, and he'll be performing before the SEC, I think, next week. Uh, that's where we are. We're talking with Alex. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. Recent studies have uncovered the extraordinary health benefits of curcuminoids, the active compounds in turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. But it doesn't stop there. Baudis incorporates a symphony of ingredients meticulously chosen to enhance the absorption of curcuminoids, ensuring your body reaps the full benefit. First on the stage, organic black pepper extract, nature's enhancer. It contains piperine, which studies suggest can boost curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%. A remarkable duo, working hand in hand to maximize the benefits of turmeric. The final crescendo, Bodies' core, 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. Once absorbed, curcuminoids unleash their anti-inflammatory magic, targeting the very pathways that fuel chronic inflammation. It's not just a supplement. It's a natural force working with your body to restore balance. You see, it's not just about what you take. It's about what your body can absorb. Now let me throw it over to a man who needs no introduction, Alex Jones. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. Let me explain something. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid. 
Okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Bodies ultimate turmeric formula, infowarstore.com. Bodies, an ally in the battle against inflammation. Visit infowarstore.com now and seize the opportunity to take control of your health. Now you know the rest of the story. Until next time, good day. Good day, good day, good day, good day, good day. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. to an InfoWars.com Frontline Report. It's Alex Jones. We're back. We're talking with Alex Jones. And, uh, Alex, the idea that we have a 2,000-mile border, uh, as I said, that is wide open as long as you're paying off the cartels because it's their property now, not America's, not Mexico. And by the way, the cartels also are in charge of uh, Lopez Obrador, the president of Mexico, uh, and everyone in his government. So uh, where do we stand and how in the world is it there's not anyone in this country, it seems to me, really grasping the the desperate moment that we live in and the American people seem to be just sucking air through their teeth, waiting for somebody to say, you know, maybe we should be a little outraged at this. Well, look at the $90 million spending package to Ukraine and to Israel that they call a border package, and they think they'll pass to the House. I hope they don't. And the, the American people do get that there's billions to NGOs to pay for more illegals, and it basically gives Biden the power to even open the border up more, and they see right through it. So, But, but they feel powerless. I mean, just like you and I, at least we have platforms to warn people, and we have Border Patrol that are whistleblowing, and we have all this happening, but I, I hate to use the World War II analogy or... or, or maybe an Eastern Europe analogy after World War II, where Stalin's tanks are rolling into your country, and it's wrong and it's terrible, and you want it to stop, but it's really happening. And so I think in a way, because our government's been seized, we're spectators to this, and one of the biggest hopes is Trump was wildly popular, and not a perfect person, none of us are, but would shut this down overnight, uh, is just fighting with nine months left to try to get in there with all these false indictments 
Uh, this is way better than any football game in sudden death overtime or basketball in overtime because that stuff's fun and I enjoy it myself, but it doesn't matter who wins the game at the end of the day. This is everything. This is our children. I've got kids old enough now, but they have grandchildren. I know, you know you're a father and all the rest of it. And it's, it's just to watch the establishment recklessly flush all this security and freedom down the toilet for a perceived short-term bottom line really shows they're disconnected. They're not the elitists they say they are. They're not the aristocrats they claim, because an aristocrat's not perfect. But if you've got a ruling class, they're supposed to hold up society. They're supposed to you know, try to build stability. And, and instead, I, I, I know we've got all these lawyers and politicians and think tanks that just think they're invincible. You know, if you go back to a great movie made about the Deepwater Horizon that was based on the transcripts uh, of the lawsuit and the British Petroleum uh, criminal trial. And right. so the movie with, with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Kurt Russell's excellent. We've seen it, but it's based pretty much as close as you can get to what really happened. And they get a call from BP's headquarters in the U.S. in in Houston, and they tell the head engineer, the head of the plant, "Yeah, we're spending thirty million a day to drill this super deep well. We don't think we need to dump concrete in on the hole." He goes, "Let me do an equation." He comes back ten minutes later and he says, "It if we hit gas at any decent level, it will blow up the plant." They said, well, we're going to, by, by saving $300 million in the next couple of weeks, not putting concrete in the hole to pressurize it, we're going to leverage that, make an extra billion dollars, so we don't care. You're ordered to do it. And so the engineer said, we'll do a stress test and just test what you said for a few minutes. They did the stress test, didn't blow up, turned it off. Just the stress test, hours later, blew it up and killed a bunch of people and the biggest oil spill in history. And I I don't think I know, I've talked to a lot of insiders, it's that corporate attitude of people in London and Houston telling engineers on an oil drilling platform with 40-foot thousand deep well into the biggest reserve they ever found, you don't need to follow math, you just go ahead and do whatever you want. And I think that's the perfect allegory on an even bigger scale of where we are. We have reached lunatic level bizarreness from the ruling class. No question about it. And anyone who pays attention to the stock market, for example, has to be struck by the fact that we're $34 trillion in debt. We've got uh, $2 trillion in annual deficits. We have another almost $10 trillion in external debt. Uh, then we also have the Federal Reserve with another $8 trillion on its balance sheet that has to be worked off. And meanwhile, you, you look over to CNBC or Fox Business or whomever, and you and you see these uh, these these sell side uh, personalities saying, you know, you got to buy, you got to be X, B, Y, Chinese stocks by the dozens. They're pushing American investment and savings into the Chinese economy, which is madness in of itself. Uh, it, it's remarkable. Which is, as you know, is imploding. I mean, I'm not a business expert like you, but I watch it. I'm like, wait, China's imploding. Why am I watching CNBC and it's almost all go to China? Like, I'm on a rocket scientist loop, but am I right? That's really bad advice. I mean, this makes Kramer look like a good guy. Well, I, you know, Kramer, Kramer's a good guy, uh, but the fact is he's also a corporatist guy, and that's his world, and that's uh, understandable. But here's the real deal. This is the world we all live in. 
and it matters where we put our money and it matters where we invest our money and it matters where we put our plants because the simplest truth that is in manufacturing is that the greatest innovation, the greatest inventions have to be in proximity uh, to markets and the plants uh, that uh, fabricate whatever the product may be, whether it's a car, whether it is uh, advanced technology. And For those who don't know, you can have the best technology ever, but if you don't have infrastructure to do it, you don't have it. And if you don't have it in proximity to your market, you're even dumber. And guess what? You hear those that crying? That's all those people who invested in those global supply chains that screw up nearly every business in this country. We're paying a horrible price for it. And we're a more dependent nation as a result. So let me ask you, though. I mean, I see what's happening in China. It looks really bad. I yep. know that'll drag us down partially. We're pivoting to India. But how can they be on CNBC and Bloomberg advising people to go to China. I'm not the big business guru like you, but that sounds like really bad advice. Well, it's not only, you know, it's just advice. Uh, and, and the fact is, if you're a corporatist, it's wonderful advice. If you're a populist, it sucks. I mean, let's be straightforward about it. It's a terrible thing not for this country not to even be having the conversation about building plants, as, uh, as Donald Trump said to, when he said he's going to bring back all the outsourced jobs, all of the plants back to America. There's so many out there, it's going to take years to bring them home. But if we don't, we're going to pay an even heavier price. So let me ask you this, because I know you're interviewing me, but you're, I'm, I'm, it's true, you're smarter than me when it comes to business. I'm totally what is confused. Your, what, is your, what is your deg reckoning? Because I'm going to air this on my show. You told me during the break of good. So I'm going to air it in a couple of days. What is your dead reckoning? Because I'm trying to tell my family they're they're concerned. We I don't know. I'm I'm pretty smart. I don't know what's going to happen financially. That's the one area I'm pretty good at other predictions. But I'm like a blind bat when it comes to finance and, and the economy and the Federal Reserve and inflation. I mean, what do you just in a summation really think's going on, Lou Dobbs? Well, in, in summation, uh, and you're ending this with a with a very good question, and, and the reality is no one knows the answer to it, because the complexity of this globalist economy that we've constructed, uh, the derivatives alone are exponentially uh, greater than the physical economy, and the physical economy uh, is right now there's a veil between a veil a curtain, uh, maybe even an iron curtain between investors and savers. Uh, taxpayers and and working people, and the 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 financial structure that is the lifeblood of it all. It is right now such a complicated economy. For example, in China, we don't know if their GDP goes up five percent or ten percent, whatever they say. That's what it is, because there is no clarity. And right now, there is no clarity on what. So you're saying there's such a black box with derivatives in China. That's what it looks like to me is like with Shane Bankman Fried or anybody, they don't even know. The Federal Reserve's like, oh, inflation's down. No, it's up. Oh, we're going to raise rates lower. To me, it looks like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. They just don't care about the consequences. And that's the chief difference. And by the way, that sounds like a political economy, doesn't it? Because our politicians are thinking the same way uh, as the oligarchs. And the corporatists. And that so they're backing up their investments in China and other places at the detriment of Americans. Uh, oftentimes, uh, without question.
and certainly to their own benefit. But that's the beauty of capitalism, raw, unfettered capitalism, laissez-faire capitalism. Adam Smith. Take no, take no responsibility for the consequences of your actions so long as they drive profits. A true, a true capitalist takes responsibility and understands the impact of society uh, and to all of his stakeholders or her stakeholders. And that is that was that was America 1980, 1990. Well, this, Henry Ford, this, this Henry Ford America wasn't unleashed. I'm, I'm interrupting. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, you were saying 1980 unleashed. Say it again. Well, I'm saying to you that we had a compassionate conservatism. We had a concerned uh, capitalism and a responsible capitalism. What we're witnessing today is a mad rush to uh, unexpected, unknown, and unpredictable consequences. Per, take, for example, the investments in China. That uh, could be a black hole. It could also be a, uh, a fountain of capital. We don't know the answer. Uh, everyone pretends they do. Uh, take our artificial intelligence. We don't know whether the extension of artificial intelligence is an extraordinarily efficient and utopian world for all of us uh, in it, or whether there will be no room for us in any of what is transhumanism. So, so we're sleepwalking. And, we're sleep and, and uh, a world that is dominated by machines rather than something quaint called a human. Absolutely. It's just an incredible moment uh, to be alive. And it, 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 I mean, it makes my head spin because there's so many, like you said, so many variables going into it. And it seems like the establishment only thinks first or second order they're not thinking out further what it's going to do. Yeah, and they also, and uh, I've just been given a signal that uh, this is your last question on your show. Uh, <laughs> out of time. But uh, the reality is that right now, this is a country with so many problems, desperate problems in terms of how we're going to live. And you mentioned your children and mine and grandchildren in my case. Uh, you know, we have a great investment in their prospects and their future and this nation's, uh, I think, destiny is the way I look at this country's future. It is a destiny, but only if we ourselves live up to the principles of our founders and those philosophers uh, and patriots who made it possible. Alex Jones, I want to get graded on my last answer. I insist you've been asking all the questions. I have to get an A. It's A through F. Well, I'm interesting. I'm interesting, but you're even more interesting. It's true. And I'm going to air this on my show. And you need to come on my show as soon as you can. It's been 10 years. Gut level, just, you know, past the business expert and, 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 and journalist, talk show host, and grandpa. When I look at my children and they're getting old enough to, you know, get together and, you know, have, get, get married and have kids, it makes me physically sick because I love them so much. And they're the only investment that matters. And I just gut level looking at everything. Trump's not perfect, but I can just feel Trump is going to protect their future, just gut level, not as intellectual. I, I just want Trump. And because at the end of the day, I have all the math, the numbers. He's a good guy. He means well. He agrees with us on most things. But gut level, obviously better than Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom or, 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 or Biden or any of them. We need Trump. Do you, gut level, do you think Trump can make it through all this and get in? A and B, what can we do to get him in? Well, the answer is he has to get in. He is committed to that. I wish that more Americans were as committed as he uh, to his leadership and to this this great nation. Uh, the MAGA world, uh, all of us deplorables, uh, uh, America first, uh, we're going to be there. But we've got to do even more than just vote for him. We've got to be part of our community. 
we've got to be in those precincts and we've got to be watching and we've got to be doing and we've got to be telling anybody who doesn't want our eyes on on them go to hell i'll be right here watching over our democracy and uh you just step aside that's where we have to be uh and from there i think we start to see excellent results if we are living our lives in our communities and taking charge of our communities rather than letting uh you know this world wash over us in terms of big questions and uh you know uh, nonsense spewed by the propagandists that we call a, a government spokesman well i know one thing's for sure in closing thanks for having me on is that we're not we're not living in boring times anybody that says i'm bored is not paying attention we are in extremely dangerous, but also very opportune times that the Chinese say, may you live in interesting times as a double meaning. Lou Dobbs, thank you so much for having me on. Love you to death, man. Well, love you back and I appreciate it, Alex. And uh, God bless you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs. And we would encourage you to take some of your favorite clips from that interview and post them on your own accounts. A powerful combo of Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs. All right, we're back here live in the InfoWars World Headquarters. Thanks to your continued support at InfoWarsStore.com. We're still here on the air to bring you great interviews like that. I've got news I want to get to in the next hour. And maybe we'll open up the phone lines and get your response to some of this as well. But Tucker Carlson goes to Russia, interviews Vladimir Putin in, in arguably what, what might be, as far as internet numbers are concerned, it is the most viewed interview of all time. From a political standpoint, I believe it has close to a quarter billion views if not surpassing a quarter billion views on X alone. But it's also been picked up and shared by the Kremlin's official YouTube channel, channel Tucker Carlson on YouTube, us at InfoWars. We had hundreds of thousands of people watching it live that night. So, I mean, th this interview maybe has been seen 500 million times, if not more. But just having that interview is somehow treasonous, and Tucker Carlson is now a traitor, even though NBC interviewed Putin and Barbara Walters and Charlie Rose and CNN tried to get the interview and Putin said, no, I don't talk to fake news. But Carlson does it and, and now he's the bad guy. And so we still need to pray for his safe return. There are rumors that he's going to interview Snowden and Tara Reid, but, but I don't know about that. But he has been going to Russian subways, grocery stores, doing reports from the streets, just talking about life in Russia. I don't think Tucker is going to be the last to do a documentary style like this. And here, his are just more kind of in the spur of the moment type of things. There are going to be actual documentaries about this coming out soon. And so the mainstream media, the deep state, the military industrial complex, they, they want us that is the United States and Russia, to be at arms, to hate one another. They want their Cold War era approach and, and foreign policy still intact. They want NATO to be well-funded. So, so they have to have you hating Russia, thinking Russia is the biggest threat to you, and, and all the other propaganda. Well, well, maybe Putin's a bad guy, maybe Putin's a good guy. Russia's not my problem. 
My problem is the mainstream media that lies about everything from Russian collusion to vaccines are safe and effective, Hunter Biden's laptop. My problem is the number one candidate for the Republican Party who just won an election, had it stolen from him, Donald Trump being politically persecuted in the justice system. My problem is the Department of Justice that politically persecutes me and throws me in jail for my speech. My problem is psychotics like Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell that run the Senate. My problem is all the corruption that exists in our justice system like Fannie Willis that we've just seen. That's my problem. Putin, good or bad, not my problem. Putin did kill, didn't kill Mulvaney, not my problem. They don't care about American journalists that Ukraine butchers and kills like Gonzalo Lira. We barely hear a peep about the genocide going on in Gaza, but oh, now Mulvaney's the biggest story, Putin's the biggest problem, that's what we need to be talking about. That's what we need to be concerned about. But see, here's the issue, and this is why a lot of people believe that it's nothing but propaganda with the intelligence agencies saying Russia is about to hit us with a space nuke to now saying Putin killed Alexei Nalvani in a Russian prison. They're losing the narrative war on Russia. They're losing the narrative war and the literal war in Ukraine. They don't have the support of the American people. Now, the dangerous part of this is that they now view Joe Biden as a lame duck president. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and maybe we can take some calls on this, but they view Joe Biden as a lame duck president, meaning they'll commit all types of evil, not just against the American people, but, but in, in, in Ukraine or in the Gaza Strip or anywhere. They'll commit all kinds of evil with, with America and Joe Biden represented when these evil acts are committed, and they just say, well, it doesn't matter if this hurts Joe Biden's polls. It doesn't matter if this hurts Joe Biden's legacy because he's a lame duck president. We're either not going to run him again or he can't run again. So that's what's dangerous. We have such corruption in our government and such corruption in our media. They let the Kiev Ukraine regime kill an American journalist, Gonzalo Lira, and then they tell you, you need to be worried about Putin. He just killed Alexei Nalvani. They have space nukes. They're your big enemy. We need to keep fighting them in Ukraine. We need more money, and we need more money after that, and we need even more money after that. And we're going to need more money. And then they write it into this bill, and they say, not only is this bill good for this $95 billion, but also any president in the future that refuses to fund Ukraine, they're now committing treason. So in other words... They're setting up Trump if he gets in, where if he cuts off the funding to NATO or Ukraine, they're going to hit him with impeachment or try to charge him for crimes. So, I mean, that, that's how corrupt our establishment is. That's how corrupt our government is. And so as they're losing the narrative war in Russia, now all of a sudden they're building this up as Putin being the bad guy and they have space nukes and everything else. But it couldn't, it couldn't be more obvious propaganda whether Putin had Nalvani killed or not. Because that's what it's really all about. It's really all about continuing to support the war forever, continuing to have Russia as the boogeyman so they can continuing, continue to fund and arm NATO. They need that boogeyman. They need that perpetual enemy 
So they have to run the propaganda as the American people are finally starting to wake up and think, well, maybe Putin is a bad guy or a good guy, but he's not my problem. My problem is Chuck Schumer. My, my problem is Lindsey Graham. My problem is Joe Biden. My problem is Merrick Garland. My problem is Fannie Willis and, and all the carbon copies of her across the country like Alvin Bragg. But then, to put the bow on top of it, Tucker Carlson goes to Russian subways, Russian grocery stores, and I think that this is the one that really hurts him. Because this is the other realization that the American people have had, and it's long overdue, and it's inevitable. Why is it, if I want to go downtown, you name the city, I mean, Austin's pretty nice overall, but but you you, you drive your car in downtown, you're going to hit 10 potholes. You're going to see 500 homeless people. You're going to see some derangement. You're going to see some decay. It's not as bad here. It's kind of a new and upcoming city, but now it's setting in here too. But, I mean, you go to some of the classic major metropolitan areas, your St. Louis, your Chicago, your Baltimore, some of those areas just completely in decay, completely in destruction. Uh, overwhelmed with violence. You had that shooting at the Kansas City Super Bowl parade, and they just say, oh, this is just some gang violence. These are just some young thug gang violence, and they won't even release the names. Well, yeah, you, you go to some parts of Kansas City, you go to the west side of Kansas City, you, you're up all night, you're going to hear gunshots. Now you go to the grocery store, your grocery bill has doubled. The cost of living has risen significantly under Joe Biden. The subway stations falling apart smell like garbage and sewage and feces. You got you got graffiti everywhere. They were just they built these two massive were supposed to be luxury apartments in downtown Los Angeles and they haven't been able to rent out a single one of them and a major graffiti artist just tagged the entire building. The entire building tagged in graffiti. And so these are the American cities, but we have 95 billion dollars for a war in Ukraine and a war in Israel and a war in the South China Sea every quarter. And so they're saying, what's going on? And now Tucker Carlson exposes that this is not how we have to live. This is not how we're meant to live. And love Putin, hate Putin, think he's the bad, bad guy or the good guy. Russians don't live like this, folks. Russians don't live like this. These videos we're showing you of the streets of Philadelphia or it could be San Francisco, or it could be Baltimore. You don't see this in Russia because their government doesn't steal all their money and give it to themselves and give it to wars like ours does. Victor in Florida, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. But I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing shit. Excuse my friend. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%, it's 99% that never buy anything. 
It's just these are really good products, and if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. We have Next Level Foundational Energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took Next Level Foundational Energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple weeks now. And in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to have energy you know and, it, and it, that's pretty much it it doesn't feel like a stimulant you just feel like you're supposed to and what it does is it's the it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody but particularly some people northern europeans have have a low breakdown of so you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with that's why next level foundational energy is so important thank you for the call victor and thanks for the plug